Welcome to episode number seven of the Reverend Babel Podcast. This is Cody Kelly. And this is Neil Huntley. And we got a special guest today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, we're down here, special location. If y'all were listening the past couple weeks, we're down here at Fort Caswell for camp. Uh, we've been here since Monday. Yeah. Today's what, Wednesday? Yeah, today's Wednesday I've today. not really slept that much, so I don't no. really <laughs> know what day of the week it is. But we got a special guest joining us today. Um, it's one of my best friends, guys like a brother to me. And um, he's summer staff coordinator down here at Fort Caswell. Um, his name's John Harris. John, go ahead and say hey. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Yeah. Good. Hope, um, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're just going to, for the Devo part of the show, we're going to talk about Fort Caswell, what it is for people that maybe have never been to it, and um, how it's special to us, and then we'll get to some sports. Oh, by the way, Cody, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, yes, for sure, because yeah. like um, as of the day of recording, it's uh, July 1st. and yep, July 1st. July 1st, so it's, so it's a happy Bobby Bonilla Day to everybody and to all Mets fans around. And how much money is he getting today? I think it's like $1.19 million. You know, he was just sitting there watching that direct deposit hit, and he just had to have a little laugh there for a <laughs> John, oh, yeah. have you ever, do you, do you get $1.5 million annually? I do not. <laughs> he does not. I don't know if he does in two annuals or anything like that either. But we got a good show lined up. Um, Cody, you got anything else? Um, Just, I'm just basically just, uh, Happy to be able to do this podcast again in a, a special location for, for for all of us. I think. I mean, like I think all of us have definitely had a lot of fun experiences at Caswell, and we'll talk in depth about those in just a moment. Yeah, we're broadcasting in the depths of the old moldy Fort Caswell. Right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're in the office in the conference center. If y'all have ever been down here, and appreciate John letting us be able to record here too. But we'll be back in just a second. For the double play, double play Devo again, we're going to be talking about Fort Caswell, what it is, and why it's special to us. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Neil here. Once again, just want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. I know we just got started. But just wanted to remind y'all to leave us a rating leave us a nice review and subscribe tell your friends about us um, you can contact us at reverentbabble at gmail.com we also are on twitter at reverentbabble i'm on twitter at neil huntley and cody is too at ckredsock72 thanks again let's get on to the show All right, and welcome to the double play Devo portion of the of the show. This is the part of the show where we basically, you know, just bring up different topics that we, you know, topics that come to our our minds about the Bible and just about our our um, our times and experiences during our Christian walk. But but since this is like a special edition of the podcast, we're gonna mainly talk about uh, Fort Caswell and for this portion of the show. And I've definitely had a lot of experiences down here over the last seven years I've been down here. And and, and I'm sure that John and Neil have also, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we down, we're down here, like I said, I brought the youth group down here this week. We yeah. have right at 20 students, including you. Yay. And um, I hope you all have had a good time. Have you all had a good time so far, Cody? Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I figured you can speak for the whole group. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like everybody's had a good time. 
Um, so that's great. Well, this this week we're talking about being a light in the darkness, right? We're talking right. about Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16 about Christ saying that, you know, you are the light of the world, city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So we're talking about things about how to make that light brighter, how to make sure it's not under a basket, like it says in that verse as well. Um, so I, I hope they've all had a great week. Um, but just want to talk about, you know, like what Fort Caswell is. Um, for y'all that don't know, um, Fort Caswell was originally built up during the Civil War time. The actual fort part right. is Civil War era. Um, never was really like much of a battle here. Um, eventually, when the Confederates did have it and um, the Union soldiers, once they took Fort Fisher, they took this part back and destroyed a good part of it. But as the years went on, houses were built around here. It was used during World War One, World War Two. This place was prepped for war for a long time, right. prepped for violence and things like that. Um, but now it's being used to change lives and save lives and help people walk um, closer to with Christ. And it's a, it's been a great experience. I came down here seven, I think seven years as a camper. Um, worked down here, I believe, four or five, I think five, yeah, five summers on summer staff. Um, it's a very special place to me. I know, Cody, you've come several summers as a camper, and I'm going to oh, yeah. try my best to talk you into working at least one summer on summer staff. <laughs> um but it's a very special place. This is where I rededicated my life to Christ. This is where I felt the calling to be in some type of ministry role, like I've talked on this before. So it's been really special. Um, it's a beautiful place. If you live in North Carolina, I really encourage you to at least come come by visit. You can't right now because of COVID yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, but if you're a guest, please come down here and soak it in. Cody, what's some what's what's Caswell special to you? Well, um, well, I've been. Down at Castle, this is my uh, this is my uh, seventh summer down here at Fort Castle as a camper. I've I've been coming down to the youth summer week camps ever since I was able to and eligible to, and I've you know and I've had a lot of great ex, ex um, I've had a lot of great experiences here. You know, like this is really where I I kind of learned to kind of be more you know. I've kind of learned to be more open sure. to people, you know, before, because yeah. like, you know, for the first couple of years, especially I was like, you know, it was like, I was always a very shy kid, which I know for you is very hard to believe. Yeah, I know that is <laughs> shocking. You know, <laughs> you, you talk my head off from breakfast time to bedtime every day this week, but I, I mean, that's not complaining, but I can't believe you used to be a shy person. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like a, I was the shy kid. I would intentionally not go to things or not talk to people, you know, just to kind of not talk to anybody, but you know, just kind of, coming down to Castle and just being able to interact with other people, you know, you know, in my church group and other church youth groups that were, came here and just the, and obviously the people on staff here as well. I've just had a lot of great, I've had a lot of great experiences with that. I also, like you, I also um felt the, I felt the call to go to, I felt, I felt the calling that I was supposed to go into some form of ministry yeah, yeah. field down here. I think it was like my fourth or fifth year here. Okay. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you know, they had that, service and I just you know it was one of those weird ex not really weird but it was one of those it was one of those experiences where it just kind of felt like you just had to go oh yeah you know yeah, you, you could I mean, feel you could feel God kind of tugging at your heart right right for sure you know and so I just felt like I had to I just felt like I had to go down there and I did and I've I feel like I've been called to some form of ministry field you know and that was one of the cool experiences that I've had here I've also you know you know, I've also had a lot of friends who've gotten saved down here or or, or rededicated their life to Christ here and started going on a new path. And and I have friends who now work on this, 
the uh, summer staff down here too. So that's oh, yeah. been a lot of that's fun. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. John, what about you, man? I'm, I know you're probably the longest tenured uh, staffer in this room. I, I worked a few summers, but you've, you've stayed down here and you've had many hats. So what's some special things about down here that's special to you? Yeah, so first off, this is my 10th summer um, down here at Caswell. You know, various uh, different roles and different jobs, um, but um, just been a blast, and, and Caswell's just a special place to me and my family. Um, I was able to meet my wife here, which I think tops every uh, <laughs> yeah. every type of experience that I really can think about. I helped with that, by the way. I'll take some credit with Oh, <laughs> news to me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, Castle's just a special place, and, and we're just such a unique environment that um, I think that people sometimes have a perception of what we are and, and, and what we aren't, and sometimes that's, that's not right. And uh, we're a place where church groups can come and refresh and refocus. We're not just a summer camp deal. And so I, I really you know encourage, like Neil said earlier, people to come check us out. Uh, Obviously not not right now, not in COVID, unless you unless you're staying on campus with us. But but I can just think of times on summer staff where we uh, so many different worship experiences and things that are meaningful in my walk with Christ. And and man, it's just a special place. And and if you're uh, you know like a rising senior or just getting out of high school, I mean I can't stress enough how uh, how life changing this can be for you as a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kid. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, Caswell's just a great place. My best friends, a lot of them come from Caswell, and uh, you just can't beat a summer uh, here working on staff with 70 people who are, are all striving for the same goal. Well, cool deal. Thanks, John. Um, yeah, for sure. That was pretty good. I, there, I like that. Is that the first for sure in, what, 12 minutes of recording? I know. I was about to say, you That's know, like, I was about to say, that, that was a long time since my last thought, one, I think. I hadn't even thought about keeping count. That's the first for sure, and let's see. Yeah, about 10 minutes of recording. <laughs> Caswell has changed you already, Cody. Oh, wow. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with some sports. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Just wanted to take a second just to let you guys know that if you have any prayer needs or just something on your mind, you can always contact us through our social medias. They are in the show notes in the description of this podcast. And just always wanted to let you know that that's always available. If you just want to talk to somebody, if you have any questions, just let us know. And I hope you guys are having a great day. And now back to the show. All right, it's sports time. Time to update y'all on the week that was, or maybe week and a half that was, since we last <laughs> recorded. This is the weekly score. The weekly score. Cody has some baseball news. Yes, shocker. I do. It's a shocker, I know. Um, but I think the drama known as Major League Baseball is almost over. Yes, and honestly, I was kind of hoping that some form of a season would come across. I mean, like... It's kind of sad that it had to come across because it was kind of forced because the Players Association and the you know the Players Association and the MLB itself couldn't really agree on a right. format. But on the positive side, there is at least some form of baseball coming this year. Well, actually, as of right now, as of right now, this recording, July first, all 
teams and players are are scheduled to report to training camp on July first. They're reporting today. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah, to training camp, and they're going to have like, you know, so they're all reporting today, and they'll have like three weeks or so of spring training, and then. What they said is that the first day of the season would either be July 23rd or July 24th. Okay. They, they they haven't chosen a date quite yet, but that's the plan is they're going to play July 23rd and 24th. They're going to have a 60-game season. They're going to play 40 games within the division, like within their team's division, and then they're going to play 20 games with the same division in the other league. Okay. So, like, for example, the Braves would play all the teams in, in their divisions, and then they would play – 20 games against American League East teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees and okay. stuff like that. No fans, right? Uh, no fans, okay. no. I saw something about the, what the Oakland A's are doing. Did you see that? Did you see about what the Oakland A's are doing? They're letting you be able to purchase a seat and put your picture in it as part of being like a fan. Oh, wow. And listen to this. If a foul ball lands at your seat, they're going to mail you that foul ball. Like you oh, that's cool. So, I, I mean, it's going to be something odd, something weird. But that's pretty cool too. Right. I mean, it's like a at least that's uh you know, it's like at least that's some sort of a fan experience. Kind of a different one, but they're, you know, but hey, uh, you know, but hey, if I were an Ace fan, I wouldn't mind sending them my pictures. I could probably get a foul ball. That'd yeah, be, and that'd be cool. They probably have more photo fans there than they do real fans <laughs> at a game. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um and also related to baseball, the 2020 season for the for the Minor leagues has been canceled. Yeah, I know. I think I told you that yesterday at lunch, didn't I? Yeah, I know. That was a bummer because, I mean, I love going to night's games. Oh, yeah, same. I go into all the, like, minor league games around my area. I mean, it's like it – I mean, it's like um, I actually saw a post by them on Instagram. I actually saw a post by the minor league baseball um, thing. And what they – you know, and one of the questions that they asked was, is like, well, what does – and the question that they asked was like, "What does minor league baseball mean to you?" I mean, like really, it just—it's a way that you can watch a game that you enjoy. Like for me, I really enjoy watching baseball, but that you don't have to go drive a few hours to see or sure. or pay a lot of money for one ticket just just to go watch. Plus, it's a little hard for you just to scoot up to Boston and watch the Red Sox play, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, we got a mixture of fans: your Red Sox, John's Cardinals, and I'm the Braves in here. So, hey, there you I'm, go. I'm ready for Acuna to go yard on you. Oh. I'm ready for Ozuna to go yard on the Cardinals. So, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we'll see what happens. I guess we will. All right, man. So, how about you? What you got? Yeah, I just want to recap some NASCAR real quick. Um, we were at Pocono this last weekend. If any of y'all know about Pocono, it's a, it's a triangle-shaped track. Uh, that there's you know Usually a racetrack has four turns. There's no turn four at Pocono. It's three turns. Hmm. And it's, it's kind of a, it can be a little bit of a boring track, but they can scoot down that. And I, t- um, I believe it was Denny Hamlin that won on Sunday. I can't remember right off the top of my head who won this past Saturday. The weekend before that, we were in Talladega, and that was very interesting as well. That was a wild finish at the end of the Talladega race. The guy that came in third came in sideways because there was a giant wreck as, oh. as they were crossing the finish line. But i tell you what, man, um, Denny Hamlin has been on a tear. I think that's win number seven or eight on the season. Oh, I yeah. I feel like every time I talk about NASCAR on this show, I say, oh, Denny Hamlin won. Shocker. <laughs> um, but actually, two of the um, two of our students, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, I've, t- I've told you about it, two of our students in the youth group, their dad, he designs houses. He actually helped design Denny Hamlin's house. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. He was telling about it. We were over at their house one night for a cookout, 
and it has a it has an NBA regulation court, has a bowling alley, oh, that's has, cool. has a golf simulator. And I was listening to another podcast one time. They had Denny Hamlin on there, and they were asking him like, "What have they been doing during the quarantine and all that?" He said, "One day they were at the house, and his kids came up to him and said, Dad, we're bored.' All that stuff in that house. Really? <laughs> all that said, stuff in the house, and they're bored. Dad, we're bored. But yeah, Denny Hamlin, that." He's he's a beast. He's got a great car, great team. Joe Gibbs racing. I mean, Toyota, oh, yeah. whatever. John's a Toyota guy too. Um, but moving on from that, got some NFL news. If you have been living under a rock, you may not have heard that Cam Newton is officially on an NFL roster. Yes. After months of waiting and a very odd goodbye with the Panthers, to say the least. Um, Cam Newton has signed a one-year, I believe, right at $7.5 million contract yeah. with – the, the New, New England, England Patriots. Patriots, yes. Which I said, you know, we talked about maybe episode one or episode two where he might go. And yeah. you said the Giants, which wasn't a bad choice. I said, you know, maybe he learned from Big Ben on the Steelers one time. It's just a wild guess. But honestly, I had, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, same. I, I literally had no idea. I was just was trying going. to think of something that would, at least for us, like at least for me, I was just, just trying to think of a scheme that would make sense. And then that was about as far as it went. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man. It's, I've seen people Photoshop him in jerseys and see him in the red, <laughs> white, and blue. As I'm not as upset about it as I thought I'd be, I guess because it's been so long since he's technically been a Panther. You know, it's been a few months he's, he's been on the roster. Yeah. That's going to take some getting used to to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took a while for me to see, like, Thomas Davis in Chargers colors, and now he's going to be in the Redskins colors. Yeah. And um, – and, uh, and, uh, and for, and for uh, Greg Olson to be uh, in, yeah, a, in a Seahawks I, uniform. Yeah, I forgot about that. He's going to be Seahawks. And then we saw Steve Smith in Ravens uniform. That was weird, too. But yeah. That's this is going to this is going to top it all. Cam Newton in a New England, New England Patriots jersey, playing with Bill Belichick. I I don't see why he shouldn't start. I think who no. Jared Stidham and Hoyer is Brian. Yeah. Hoyer. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, well, like a. I'm pretty sure that up until the Patriots signed Cam, it was Jared Stidham and and uh, Brian Hoyer yeah, were the yeah. quarterbacks. So so. It wouldn't shock me if Cam is the starter at all. Yeah, and, I'd be surprised if he's not. And honestly, why I say this, I know John's gonna be rolling his eyes because I've been saying it ever since Cam's been on the Panthers too. But it's funny how there's so much criticism, 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 and now all of a sudden he's playing for Bill Belichick and NFL Pro Football Talk. All these people are like, "Cam's back, Cam's back, Cam's back." All this praise. It's just it's kind of funny to see, depending on what team he's on and things like that. But even like. New England Sports Radio, they're already nitpicking him about dancing in the end zone yeah. and being happy and stuff. Dude, you y'all seen Gronk spike balls I was about to say, 20 you had yards lo- into the sky. You've seen Tom Brady, you know, say some words that are definitely never be said on this podcast <laughs> to some referees. You can handle Cam Newton dancing in the end zone and giving a ball to a kid. I mean, he's already probably going to dress up in old, you know, Patriot costume from the colonial time as his fashion this time. <laughs> but just, just picking. But that's that's all I got for sports, man. Like I said, the the session or the season that we're going to have with the Panthers, it's going to be a long one, yeah, <laughs> to say the least, for sure. Um, but we'll learn from it. We got to build up from somewhere if we're going to rebuild. But it's going to be weird seeing Cam in a Patriots jersey. But on the side of football, I'm going to pass the ball over to John. What are your Rams up to besides looking like they are owned by Ikea now with those uniforms? So, what you got? You know, the Rams have taken a lot of flack for those uniforms. They have. And I'll be honest, diehard Rams fan, been one since 1999. I'm not a bandwagon. It didn't happen just a couple years ago when we blew that Super Bowl. Yep. Um, but 
you know, I think the Rams are in a good place and a better place than people give them credit. They are. Um, the uniform, you know, the, there's things to like about the uniforms and, and things not to like. I always thought the the Rams helmet is an iconic helmet, mm-hmm. and they redid it, and I didn't l- love it. I mean, but it still got the Rams horns on right. there, which I think are important. Um, I knew we would go to sort of a brighter colors. That mm-hmm. seems to be a theme in all the jerseys. Yeah, especially with Nike taking over sure. design and everything. Um, but, you know, I am really optimistic about this season and the Rams still being able to compete. Now, one heck of a division. Mm-hmm. You got the Seahawks. You got the 49ers. The Cardinals are probably up and coming. Got a good roster there, too. So, we'll be in for a dogfight all season. But uh, we'll – Probably end up a little higher in the rankings than the Panthers. Oh, <laughs> I, I won't argue with that about argue with you about that. And used to that West Division was basically who's going to come in second behind Seattle, right? You know? Yeah, and then you had 49ers in the in the Super Bowl last year. Um, the Cardinals are looking pretty promising, and y'all are y'all are doing great. I mean, people are giving you flag because you let Gurley go, and sure. you don't really know who. And golf's really got to step up this year. Yeah, you know? this is a big year for golf. I mean, you invest a lot of money in a right. In a guy, and last year, you know, a lot of the critics were, you know, he went backwards, and mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think that with McVay's offense, I think defensive coordinators finally got a a really good look at what it was going to be, and were able to uh, sort of adjust their defenses to right. it. And so we saw some changes there in how teams lined up against us, and, and it really hurt us in some games. I think Jared's got all the tools to be a you know a top tier quarterback in this league. And I'm excited to see what he does for us uh, in the future. Yeah, this is this is finally. It feels like it's his team. You know, yeah. this is his. This is his time to be his team. And I've seen how the Rams have progressed every year since they've had McVay. And I'm excited to, for the Panthers to have a more offensive-minded coach. Not that Rivera was bad, but he was so more focused on defense. And they switched the defense around last year. Now they're switching it back. So um, I'm excited to have an offensive-minded coach in Carolina too. Uh, what else you got for us? Well, I wouldn't do this podcast justice being an ACC country if I didn't mention, <laughs> in my opinion, the premier uh, ACC school. Being, oh, gosh. Being Virginia Tech. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, you just can't go wrong being a Hokie. And, <laughs> and people say all the time, what's a Hokie? And I say back to them, I am. I am a Hokie. I even saw your brother yesterday. He had on Virginia Tech yeah. shirt. Yeah. That's the easiest thing we can say, Okay. Um, but, you know, I just want to take a, take a minute or two and just talk about Virginia Tech and sort of the special traditions that we have um, when it comes to game days. I know schools across the country have great t- traditions. Y'all, and y'all I, are top notch. And I'm so. not knocking any other school uh, besides the Tar Heels. <laughs> uh, but uh, Virginia Tech has such great traditions, and it starts with the Hokie Stone on campus. All of our buildings have this Hokie Stone. Um, in Lane Stadium on a Saturday, Chris Morning's in the mountains in the fall. Great atmosphere. You come into the stadium. We have the Hokie Walk ahead of the game. Uh, players go through. Great attendance. And then Inner Sandman, yep. which is the one of the premier um, sort of entrance things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, all the time it ranks up in the top ten when all these different, you know, sports people put out things. But you have not experienced – a good college experience until you experience inner Sandman on a Saturday night night game. 
playing a top 25 and, opponent. And you grew up, what, an hour or so? Yeah, we were like uh, maybe 35, 40 minutes from campus. Yeah. And then I went to college just about 15 minutes away to Radford University, which didn't have a football program. Right. So that's why, that is why I say I can be a Virginia Tech Hokie. That's right. Because if you don't have a football program at your college, I feel like you have that's right. the opportunity to pick. And I pick the closest one to me. Mm-hmm. I usually, you know, people pick about, you know, Carolina fans. Because, I mean, I didn't go to Chapel Hill. But I, I do cheer for Chapel Hill Athletics, and um, I went to UNC Charlotte. Still support them. Uh, I'm still the new logo and stuff's kind of growing on me there. But you, can, I, I can agree. You can say that you are a Hokey because that's what you've been since birth. You know, that's, yeah, you've been all around that stuff since birth. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm proud to be a Hokey, and I think we do things the right way. Um, and you know, when it comes to uh, you know football, Justin Fuentes up there. Uh, doing a good job. Is you know, he, he, is he going to be Old Dominion this year? I hope. <laughs> um, no, we don't have a ODU this year, thankfully. Oh, good, good, good. Um, but we have a big game week two. Uh, we have Penn State at Virginia Tech. Um, so big, big game that'll sort of determine the fates of both of our seasons. Um, so you know, football is. Football is the lifeblood of Blacksburg, but, you know, basketball is becoming a bigger thing. Yeah. And Mike Young came from Wofford, uh, led us into a 16-16 and 16 year last year, got some recruits, got some transfers. I'm telling you, uh, Virginia Tech is probably back as a bubble team right there on the – right there on the cusp again. So I'm excited to see what Mike Young can bring uh, to Virginia Tech basketball. Yeah, and trust me, with him being from Wofford, I know a lot about Wofford. Being yeah, as a, a Chapel, as a Chapel Hill fan, you should know a lot <laughs> we, about Mike Young had, and Wofford. We hadn't done too well against the Terriers the past couple of years. Yeah. But, yeah, basketball is looking promising. And when there's a VTU basketball game on TV, I, I watch it because the atmosphere there is awesome. Atmosphere is great. You know, the, the uh, Castle Coliseum is a little older. Um, but the noise level in there is elite. Yes, uh, is. the castle guard, which is our student section, really uh, does a good job. And your cousin Jack used to go to basketball oh. games constantly. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. That that's part of the experience there. So um, just Virginia, no Virginia Tech is just a great athletic school, um, and I'm proud to be a Virginia Tech Hokie fan. Um, and so if I were, you know, just for this podcast you know I, I think it would be remiss if we didn't sort of rank the uh the acc teams and i'm just going to go ahead and throw it and uh throw it out there that i i got virginia tech in the top tier uh-huh. you know clemson is there are we doing it by division just overall <laughs> clemson is there you know I, I think virginia tech's looking good this year uh, miami with the transfer from houston is probably going to be good at quarterback um you know, UVA, we're hoping is down. That's not just me being a Virginia Tech fan. Actually, it is. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, it is me agree. being a Virginia That's Tech fan. That's one thing me and John can agree on in sports um, is UVA can go down. But, you know, and then you go through. You know, you got some teams that are rebuilding, and then you have UNC, <laughs> which, you know, it's just hard for me to speak something positive about them. So I'll say this. Mac Brown was a heck of a coach at Texas, won him a national championship. We'll see what happens with Chapel Hill. Um, I hope they lose every game against Virginia Tech. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're recruiting really well in a high level yes, right they now. Are. They just got one yesterday, too. Yeah, Mac Brown is doing a phenomenal job with that. So, uh, But, you know, if you're ever in the area, Blacksburg, you want to check out a game, or you Blacksburg's coming to town, great atmosphere. A couple years ago, uh, there's this famous picture on Twitter from <laughs> Duke-Virginia Tech game. 
and the away side was completely maroon and orange. There were more fans for Virginia Tech than there were for Duke. I was at that game. Yeah, just yeah. crazy. Um, so we travel really well. It's just great tradition. So, but that's my time. That that's awesome. And you know, you said you had a big week. Y'all have a big week two game against you said Penn yeah. State, right? Yeah. And Chapel Hill, they have Auburn and UCF back to back. Yeah. And people all over the country, and I mean, even in this neck of the woods in ACC, ACC country, they're saying that this division will be maybe between us two, like Virginia Tech and yeah. UNC. So the first two weeks will determine how we how both schools go into conference play with confidence and stuff like that. Thankfully, if we both start 0-2, I don't expect us to both start 0-2. Right. But if, if one did and one didn't, they could still come, you know, down to the wire because I believe the game's in Chapel Hill this year, right? It is in Chapel Hill, and it's earlier on the ACC right. schedule. So yeah. we'll know something, you know, fairly soon about that matchup. Man, I – I would I would love if fans would be able to go to that game. I would love to go to that game this year. Yeah. But cool deal. Well, that's our show. Cody, you got anything else you want to throw in there? All right. He's, you, want, you got any final words? We handed Mike back over. We, we, we're using a dynamic yeah. duo today. We're the three amigos. So oh, yeah. What you got, Cody? I mean, um, we're just talking about uh, – okay, we're, we're just going to be talking about uh, ACC, uh, uh, ACC, ACC sports. Um. I don't, I don't really have a team in that department. Right. But um, if I, um, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, obviously, I think the top team is, you know, like the top team to compete with is obviously Clemson. Oh yeah. That they always are to be competed with. But you know, I mean, but but I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, And I'm definitely looking forward to that game between Virginia Tech and UNC and just that battle for that spot because it's really you know like a battle to see who's gonna compete with Clemson in the and just battle for that division title yeah. and just kind of seeing you know like the you know the fighting spirit that, that both those schools will have and just being competitive mm-hmm. again is is pretty cool yeah and even if they won't even let fans at the game I might have to scoot back down to Southport to watch the game with John because <laughs> last time we watched I think one of the games we watched together was Panthers and Rams and somebody got real quiet there at the end because <laughs> Lance Kendricks couldn't catch a football with the sunshine in his eye but you know LA Coliseum problems things like that but I also remember a game that we went to in person that where someone else was really quiet, Rams-Panthers. So, you know. <laughs> That's fair. I try to forget about that day. But we got free breakfast out of that day anyway. So Hey, there you go. But that's our show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, we thank you all for supporting this podcast. Uh, remember to contact us. You've heard about those ways to get a hold of us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram now as well. Um, and everything else is in the notes below. We hope you all have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.